Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. So the Colts lose 31-21. to 21. I want to argue it wasn't even that close, considering... Seven of those 21 points came from DeForest Buckner, the strip from Zaire Franklin, who, by the way, is clearly the heart and soul of that defense. I mean, he was everywhere. And some people saying this is a defense that fell apart in in the fourth quarter, not as much as the offense doesn't have enough offense. If Alec Pierce is targeted three times, I mean, I got to go back and take a look at all three passes. You got to catch more than one of them. That's the end of the ball game there. Oh, and you need a running game because when Anthony Richardson is your um, has the most yards, forty rushing yards, compared to Deion Jackson's fourteen, this isn't going to work. And I would argue that this game is winnable yesterday if there had been faith in who we have but there clearly isn't Deion Jackson 13 carries 14 yards by the way two fumbles one of them didn't matter because it was a it was a fourth down play and he didn't get anywhere near the line of scrimmage you can argue that two fumbles I think that's the end why did Evan Hull get injured is that is that what I remember correctly Jake Funk two carries for 10 yards we want the funk I have said it before, I will say it again, and I will say it without any hesitation. We want... We want the funk. But they don't have a running game. And not having a running game hurt. And hurt seriously. But Anthony Richardson, 24 for 37, 223 yards. It's not a bad outing. It wasn't a bad day. It wasn't a great day. I took it as watching that game that Richardson ran out of gas. Some people said the defense ran out of gas. No, I thought it was Richardson. And I'm not mad at the dude. Your first NFL game, it's possible there's a way you manage uh, emotions, the the way you're watching the game. I'm not mad at all. I think for a lot of fans, it was like, well, wait a second. This is, this was not the end of the world, people. This has got some promise. And I think I think that's absolutely true. I think that's the case, and I think that that's the thing to take from this game. Oh, um, some very bad coaching in the fourth quarter. Sorry, Shane Steichen. Uh, no, nobody understands why he didn't go for the field goal. Um, nobody. We look at the fourth quarter, and we are, we're all like, we have questions. But, my gosh, things could have been worse. Things could have been worse. So let's take it for what it is as a... An outing. Didn't get what you wanted, but you saw some things that you might like. I saw something I liked from the U.S. Open. As Djokovic wins the U.S. Open and then, without a sense of irony, 
This happens on ESPN. Remember that Djokovic wasn't allowed in the country for the U.S. Open last year because he refused to get vaccinated. He would not get vaccinated. And then this. Uh, oh, boy. Well, we'll take you to the Moderna shot of the day, and it was... Saving the, the match point. point. Oh, the match. match point to get to number 24. There were a lot of shots that were, that were highly impactful. Here's the final one. Another day at the office. That played on ESPN. The shot of the day brought to you by Moderna when the man wouldn't take the shot. Sometimes, sometimes the comedy just writes itself. Tony Katz, 93, WIBC. Good morning. So I've got a, a couple things to, to get to. Um, and, and I will get to, and I, I was on Fox over the weekend, and it was kind of, it was kind of amazing because uh, to be confronted with somebody who was desperate to say government intervention is good, like was trying to get me in a gotcha while they were promoting government intervention. It was the strangest thing. If I had had a little more time, I was respectful of the host, uh, Mike Emanuel. If I had had a little more time, I would have, I, I mean, I have the answer for this one. And I, and I love when this comes my way. Tony Katz, 93 WIBC, good morning, good to be with you. Um, it, it, it's, it's something else. It is something else when, when this happens. I, and and I, I, will, I promise you, I promise you, I, I'll bring it. But I have a couple things I do need to get to. Uh, the popcorn moment, let's go, let's go, let's go. It's a story you need to hear to believe, then grab your popcorn because there is more. Um, one of the things that got discussed was Joe Biden and the fact that he's an old man and he rambles. He was in Vietnam and he's now heading back from Vietnam to Alaska where he will commemorate September 11th. And people are like, you're not going to be in New York. You're not going to be in D.C. He's going to be in Alaska. And it's hitting some people the wrong way. Um, I'm a little bit different on this than others, am I to believe that somebody in Indiana isn't as impacted about September 11th as someone in D.C.? The answer is I don't. I was in D.C. on September 11th. I, I, while my experience may be different, I don't believe that its impact is more or less. Maybe seeing what you saw is, is, is different. But how it moved you as an American, what you think of the country, where the place, I think the people of Alaska might feel the same way as you and I do. Now, if you say to me, yeah, but there's a symbolism to being in New York or, or D.C., okay. I'm less about that, so I'm less, I'm less cognizant of those things, I, I guess is, is one of the ways you could say it. It just doesn't bother me as much. But this bothers me from the president of the United States. In the light for, and uh, I see, I'm just following my orders here. 
have a game plan. He may have a game plan. He just hasn't shared it with me. But I tell you what, I don't know about you, but I'm going to go to bed. He doesn't know who the person he's calling on next. He's not sure where the, 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 the list is. And he actually told people he's going to bed. It got so bad that at the end of the entire thing, at the end of this press conference that he's having, this is how bad it got. We talked about we talked about at the conference overall. We talked about stability. We talked about making sure that the third world, the uh, excuse me, third world, the uh, the the, uh, the southern hemisphere had access to changes. Had access. We, it wasn't confrontational at all. He came with thank, thank you, everybody. This ends thank, the count press thank conference. You. Thanks, everyone. Thank you. Thank you. Some woman's voice comes over the loudspeaker. The conference is over. And then Biden's trying to figure out where to put his microphone, and this happens. He's asked a question after they've already said he's done. He answers it without the microphone being on. He's yelling at uh, the, the the reporter. And then, you know, we get more smooth jazz. Son being indicted, that's, that's what they call it. They call it smooth Joe music. Man's not okay. He's not. And anybody who says otherwise is just lying. This is embarrassing to witness. And it would be good if we were all just clear about it. As we need to be clear that it has been 22 years since September 11th, 2001. And, and, I, and I do. I do state clearly that me being in D.C. on that day does not mean it means more to me than it does to you. It just... It, that's not the way anything works. And as I stated earlier, I, I did have a real sense of dread this year. Looking at the calendar, knowing we'd be on air, how do I want to approach this? Usually I know exactly how I want to approach it. For whatever reason this year, it was just, my head was different. And, and I, but I have always, um, for, for lack of a better word, preached that uh, you have to share this no matter how difficult with your kids, with your family, with others. The visuals from those from that day, the audio from that day has to be shared. And this is rough. So I'm letting you know if you have kids in the car, because you get to decide on that. Listen for the next 60 seconds. United 9-3, have you got information on that yet? Yeah, he's down. He's down? Yes. When did he land? He did not land. Oh, he's down? Yeah, somewhere up northeast of Camp David. has to be shared, has to be discussed, 
have to be connected. No matter how difficult, no matter how much you don't want to. Thousands of people were murdered. We were attacked. What's our plan 22 years later? What's our plan for 22 years after this? What is our plan when this is a distant memory? What is our plan when the very last person who was alive during this shuffles off that mortal coil? What is the lesson learned? Another earthquake right on the border with Illinois. I would assume it's all the people who are trying to escape Illinois and get to Indiana, or at least it should be. Tony Katz, 93 WIBC, good morning. The 2.5 magnitude quake, pretty close to Salem, Illinois. This is the fourth earthquake that has happened on the border in the last month. Now, these are small quakes. This is nothing like Morocco. What happened in Morocco, this is brutal. 7.2. I've seen reports of a 6.8. I've seen reports of a 7.2. It doesn't change the fact that over 2,000 people are dead. More than 2,000 people injured in uh, this this quake. These are the Atlas Mountains, actually uh, right near Marrakesh. Um, this is it, it just absolutely devastating, and they are right now very, trying aggressively to find any possible survivors because a rainy season is starting, and the amount of rubble and dirt turns to mud you won't find anybody roads will become impassable these are in the mountains this is not an easy area to get to i mean really really bad stuff just the 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 devastation is is something else to behold um to give you an idea uh if i remember correctly and i'll double check myself the Northridge earthquake, which was 1994, and this was um, Southern California. I lived near this area, not at the time. Uh, afterward, that was a 6.7. This is stuff that was built to withstand earthquakes, and the damage was in the billions. I mean, just. Freeways collapsed, uh, shopping malls destroyed, obliterated. And what happened in Marrakesh was bigger. I mean, that's that's pretty dang huge. Uh, As for what's going on on the border, I I would love to get an answer. Look, the the earth is moving. Tectonic plates are going to do what they do. It's just we're not really in an area that that's uh, moving and shaking, you know, um just 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 not but it is interesting and you do wonder why it's why it's happening why it why it's uh taking place we'll keep an eye on it if they if they think that this is just the start of something cuz sometimes that's what happens right the things moving is letting you know that things are moving and that's just a precursor to something else moving that's that's what it is. We will keep an eye on it for sure. Tony Katz, 93, WIBC. Good morning. 
Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. Governor Holcomb heading to Japan. Uh, people get bothered when he takes these trips to try and bring back business. I, It's one of the few things that I think Holcomb does that he's... 100% correct on. Tony Katz, good to be with you. Gary Dick joins us from InsideIndianaBusiness.com on Twitter at IIB at Gary Dick, G-E-R-R-Y at Gary Dick on the Twitter box, Xbox as well. Um, this is about manufacturing. The auto manufacturing that we have, is the objective to bring more people to build cars here or is it about making sure that the people we have, like Subaru, stay? You know, I think all of the above, but in particular, uh, the training, the retraining, and uh, the things needed to uh, service the auto industry that's here now, uh, Tony. Uh, but in, in addition to that, and, and you, when you talk about Japan and the relationship with Indiana, everybody knows Japan is a big trading partner with Indiana. Some Many don't know how big, though. 302 Japanese businesses doing business in the state now. In fact, it's the highest dollar investment. Indiana gets the highest dollar investment of Japanese businesses per capita than anywhere else in the United States. So it's a big uh, trading relationship there. But in particular on manufacturing, as you suggest, whether it's Subaru, Toyota, whatever the case might be, and the governor is meeting uh, here within the next uh, 24 hours, either has met or will meet with both, both Subaru and Toyota, uh, it's a, it's about workforce. That is a big theme of this uh, trip, how to uh, meet the needs of uh, companies that exist here and those they're trying to get in Indiana as well. So when, when he goes on the, these trips, and he's done them before, he, he gets heat for, for, for taking them. Did, did Mitch Daniels not take international trips? Did, did Mike Pence not take international trips? Uh, did, did Evan Bayh ever take a trip somewhere and say, hey, uh, bring, bring your business to, to Indiana? Or is this a very Holcomb-specific thing? No, it's, if you look at, at, at Governor Daniels, certainly did, uh, Governor Pence, although today much more prevalent than it used to be. You mentioned Evan Bayh. I think back to uh, the 1980s when Indiana got its first Japanese plant. Uh, at the time, it was uh, Subaru Isuzu, now Subaru of Indiana Automotive. It was controversial, even though it was millions of dollars in investment, thousands of jobs, and ultimately that plant has been such an economic driver for uh, the Lafayette region, but really the entire state. It was controversial, and and politicians who took trade trips back then, and there weren't that many, really got heat because of, uh, frankly, there was anti-Japanese sentiment. Uh, there was a, a bitterness uh, among uh, the, the union rank and file and others who lost jobs and those types of things. That has changed in a big way. And uh, these trade trips that uh, happen uh, now on a rather frequent basis are, are really just part of doing business if you're in the business of trying to attract uh, and keep investment in your state. Talking to Gary Dick from InsideIndianaBusiness.com on Twitter, at X at IIB. Indiana has more than 300 yep. Japanese-owned or affiliated companies. They employ 55,000 people, as we've been uh, discussing here. Is it 
Indiana specific? I mean, Japan has a lot of investment uh, across the United States, certainly in Tennessee and, 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 and other places. Mm-hmm. Is, is there something, are we utilizing that to try and bring more? And is this trip about specifically automotive or uh, about an outreach into some other areas? Uh, yes, it is specific to automotive manufacturing, but beyond that, there are some other areas, these, some of these new economy areas, uh, Tony. Hydrogen, you talk about alternative energy. Uh, hydrogen is a big focus uh, of the United States government and others. Indiana is putting a bid in to become a hydrogen hub, which would uh, happen potentially up in northwest Indiana, partnership with Michigan and Illinois. And that is part of this trip uh, in terms of discussion uh, with uh, company officials and executives uh, uh, in Japan on on this trip uh, as well. They'll be talking about, actually, the governor, when he gets back into the United States, he'll be at a big uh, conference at Salesforce out in California where they'll be talking about uh, artificial intelligence uh, from a government perspective and those types of things. But uh, really a focus, oh, I should mention, too, uh, Tony, semiconductors, obviously, becoming a big focus here in the state of Indiana. Several big companies have announced investment plans here. That also is on the uh, the agenda on this uh, Japan trip. All of this, when we talk about cars, in the backdrop of uh, the UAW, United Auto Workers, possibly yeah. going on strike. They voted to go on strike at all of them, GM, Ford, and Stellantis. GM put an offer out. Uh, the union has scoffed. Stellantis put an offer out. I assume the union has scoffed. Uh, we have got a lot of employees of the big three here in Indiana. What is the status? What are people bracing for? And how are these towns going to be impacted? Well, it, or, number one is getting down to brass tacks, as they say. Uh, midnight Thursday evening uh, is the strike deadline. Uh, as you mentioned, offers have been put on the table. The United Auto Workers Union is asking uh, for uh, a big pay uh, increase, 40% wage increase over four years. Shorter working hours, they want to uh, get paid for 40 hours, but only work 32 hours. They want to get back some of the benefits they lost during the recession back in 2008. This at a time when the uh, automakers are investing billions of dollars in this big transition to uh, electric vehicles, to the electrification of the auto industry. So uh, both sides, there's no indication that they are getting any closer as this deadline looms. This would have a big impact, obviously, in Indiana, in places like Fort Wayne with the the General Motors truck plant. You've got big Stellantis investment uh, in Kokomo. Uh, and other places throughout the state. And it would potentially, if this does happen, have an impact on on car prices. You know, certainly supply chain issues have impacted car prices. They've gone up dramatically uh, in recent months. Uh, A strike, certainly a strike of any length, uh, would, uh, would add to the price of a car and make cars more difficult to get as well. So lots of implications there uh, should, in fact, that, uh, that come to pass. Gary Dick, InsideIndianaBusiness.com on Twitter at IIBX, I should say, at IIB, at Gary Dick personally, G-E-R-R-Y, at Gary Dick. You can reach out to him. He's available to speak uh, at your organization and for Quintaneras. The man is multi- You're my, you're my agent now, Tony. I like I'm that. I'm just trying to be helpful. Times are tough, kid. Times are tough. I'm just trying to make sure daddy gets paid. Wait, hold I on. In this conversation, that. I'm daddy. I'm trying to make sure kitten gets paid. There it is. See? That's right. Called Gary Dick Kitten. I'm not even not even ashamed of myself.